Come on out, you rapist! Wow. If you need even further clarification, let The Rock tell you in Chinese. We are in control now. <laughs> Yes, y'all, oh, that's right, it's Monday, infidels. You can't save your daylight, you can't even save yourself. So Hacker Hameen to the rescue on the Monday Locker Room here. ChannelAttitude.com, Hameen Media Group, ready to break down the headlines. The return from Saudi, you know we like to party here. Hameen Media Group, rise and praise, y'all, Lord. <laughs> oh yeah what's good you guys what's good man hopefully you had a good weekend uh, another busy work weekend around here in the missile silo and prepping things with cannabis so it was good man uh, fulfilling but uh no days off that's for sure here uh, as we plot to take over the world uh coming to you here live from the missile silo hmg studios good time uh hanging out with uh, the watch alongs last week and uh the premium live event i guess saudi uh, was a big talk uh you know some uh spots that could have gone haywire and we'll talk about all that kind of stuff uh, i'm not sure if our the beat of the v is going to be joining me he was letting me know earlier he's a little under the weather so uh an old stomach bug going around i definitely understand that uh, i've been hit with that before so if not i got the hmg faithful here in the chat room filling up monday morning blowing off work <laughs> uh, not ready to get to it just yet but uh it was uh it was a nice weekend for sure dogs of war out doing the perimeter check in the fall and uh going and checking out camp and all that kind of stuff man so i hope you're enjoying it uh i mean i'm i'm hopeful we're not going to get drilled with snow like uh I don't know. I don't really believe in El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino, <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to blaming weather patterns. But I did have a hope spot today where they said there's going to be like possibly 10 to 20 percent less snow than usual where I'm at. And usually on Hoth here, it uh, <laughs> it comes down heavy. So it'd be nice to get uh, in and out with a quick winter and right back to it, uh, especially for for business, you know, so uh rocking and rolling man but i uh, hung out with my uh brother uh hoopdola the butcher this weekend and we we uh went over to the new cannabis store raven's joint the future uh place that we're gonna have open here uh in the next mo- couple months hopefully and uh just did some uh serious carpentry work and and all that kind of stuff man of uh removing removing some things so it was good uh to hang with him and uh we also had uh a good brother party for one of my buddies who's got a, a kid on the way too. So good time hanging out with uh, my posse crew this weekend and good time hanging out with you guys digitally as well. So hopefully you had a stacked weekend, did something fun or completed some projects or got ready for the hopefully not too cold winter ahead, but uh, we'll see, man, for sure. Uh, pretty tired. Uh, <laughs> Dozens. Uh, he covers it. Uh, trying to do the stooge uh ich bin ein uh, bin hamen uh my friend so i'm whatever you need me to be i'm whatever bad guy you need me to be i'll be that as uh who said that i'll be that red man right i'll be that <laughs> so with the right accent the right passport and the right facial hair i can be whatever you need me to be pal um you know what whatever's going on double a andresen's in the and you know, uh and twitch over there hanging by himself i'm not sure if that's going down but we're also on youtube live uh ben hameen channel in the live section right now let's give it away on a monday get spirits lifted i know you guys are hardcore supporters of everything we got going on for that five bucks a month at channelattitude.com i appreciate that so we can keep the troops fed and the lights on uh, and so we transition into this next uh chapter of uh hmg which i'm excited for man it's just uh always strange starting down a, a new path a new highway but you gotta kind of not hang on to the past always and uh start new adventures you can't doesn't mean you can't combine the two so big shout out to my students from uh, upstate wrestling entertainment this weekend went out and worked uh, wild zero with a lot of good brothers out there in rochester and to see 
them get on the road and uh and start their little journey into this crazy uh mafia of wrestling and what it takes and to build that brotherhood and that kinship and really those laughs on the road and those conversations and the flat tires and the fast food and the you know the whole fucking uh performance uh all all that experience is really what it's about living this lifestyle so to see my guys go out to rochester and uh perform brother jonas and the stomper brothers and uh, i'm not sure my man zach was with him or not but then a lot of guys out there that i got a lot of respect for from uh cheech and cloudy and uh uh the whole crew out there, Colin Delaney, my man Maddock, and everybody they're putting on their student show at Wild Zero. So make sure you guys add them on YouTube. Uh, you know, those guys are doing it's I want to say it's a student show. There's a lot of like good hardcore grinding workers out there, guys who are ready to break out, guys like Price Pure Gold and um well, there's a couple. I don't want to just say her name, Rochester indie workers, but those guys are working hard. And when you put in the hard work, something's gonna come back to you. You know what I mean? And uh, you're his rip. Well, you say, boys, these are the best fucking times of your whole life. And uh, he's not wrong, man. When you're not making that money and there's uh, you're doing it for the passion and you're doing it to uh, earn your stripes and, and everything. Uh, no one can take that away from you, man. That's what that's what really uh, makes you into who you are. If you're going to really pursue your passions and uh, my sacrifice, all that shit, uh, really, that's what it comes down to. Double A, uh, he switched over to YouTube. And not only that, $5 super sticker. I appreciate you, bro. And I hope your new business venture uh, online's going well, man. Uh, I know kicking things off, there's always tweaks and retooling and all that kind of stuff going on, man. But I uh, appreciate you with that super sticker this morning to kick things off. Uh, my man, Charles the Hammer Evans, OVW legend, uh, is in the house as well, American hero. So I uh, appreciate uh, everybody hanging out this morning. Uh, <laughs> blowing off work, man. But uh, I got to get to the headlines. And, again, hopefully our end of the beat of the V is feeling a little bit better, man. So we'll break this down and get in and get out and uh and see what's what giants absolutely terrible bills lost uh even though that was a cool game i watched first half anyway and uh yeah i hope your your uh football bets did okay i might my, my all did pretty well but i got my clock cleaned on ufc because three of my parlays got busted so i would just played even i think i made three dollars a big three dollars this weekend profit but better than losing right so uh hopefully all your football bets and your fan duels and your draft kings or wherever the hell else you're uh doing all your vices uh cashed in for you but uh y'all uh, let's go from wrestle stink and no dq these are your monday morning headlines well i mean uh this wasn't even a headline but uh, i know stevie richards stevie richards wrestling analysis channel already put it out um you know because it was really a uh, big talk of uh Hameen media group 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 uh on facebook of and and big ray i think might even one of the first ones to post it how um fucking logan paul uh actually saved Rey Mysterio from a very possible tragic uh, neck injury, uh, spinal just spiking his head off of the moonsault um, that Ray has done a thousand times, you know, uh, and then uh, like with Logan Paul having an ACL repair does kind of a diving slide in there on his knees to catch Ray about a foot before he spikes his head directly into the ground. Uh, so even though I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't that impressed me and Logan Paul hanging out after that. So it was, uh, he was in his prime, uh, but, uh, I guess he, he won the, uh, title from Ray. I think that's a smart move booking wise. Absolutely. I think Logan Paul at his last fixed fight gave WWE a good shine at the end of where he was going next. And, uh, the kid, it really hasn't missed, uh, from ricochet to, everybody that he's worked so far a uh, big dog you know like he, he's he's stepped up every single time uh there's definite work ethic there you know in in the hustle now him being a champion full-time on the road um now you're gonna see what it's really like to be a wrestler you know uh that like uh that you're you're gonna feel the travel you're gonna not get three weeks four weeks off in between appearances and stuff like that and I'm not saying the kid can't handle it. Uh, he's definitely in great physical shape, but 
your body to be in ring shape, man, uh, is just like, you're kind of just submitting to being in pain all the time. And can you handle it? You know? So, uh, I, I think he can, he stepped up every other way. So uh, a guy like that usually doesn't fail. Um, you know, I'm not here to put him over for all the Hollywood bullshit or kind of what got him famous with, the. Uh, Japanese suicide forest shit. I mean, we all do dumb shit. Uh, and especially when you're in the chase for fame, but who knows who really put the fire underneath these guys, him and his brother that said, all right, you're stars now, right? Like they work their ass off in the ring when it comes to boxing, there's no doubt about it, but it definitely seems like some, uh, Hollywood, the devil made me do it shit. <laughs> so, but the kid's a hustler, man. He's got the prime energy drink. It's at every single, um, fast track around here. Uh, and, uh, whatever, I'm sure wow, wow, wherever is close to you, uh, you'll see it. It'll be standing alone with a big cardboard cutout of himself. So, that's straight up hustle, man. Uh, I mean, making yourself a household name like that, who the hell would have known who he was, you know, but then again, there is always that higher, higher power or of a deep state. I don't want to get into like, uh, you know, the satanic conspiracies of Hollywood, but I put this out there when a bad bunny or somebody like that, they sure they got to put the work in, but when you got the machine behind you, it's for a reason you know, and, um, the crossover with Saudi and brands and marketing and all this shit is all <laughs> interwoven with that, you know? So, uh, pretty cool, man, uh, though, to see him shining and really to save Ray Mysterio on, uh, what could have been a scary spot where, boy, you'd rather be doing that video. I'm sure Stevie would than Rey Mysterio, what went wrong. And he spikes his head in the ground because he's working somebody who doesn't have the hours in the ring yet. So hats off to Logan Paul, hundred uh, percent doing rule one and rule two. He actually kind of threw rule one out because he didn't protect himself uh, by going down and sliding to his knees after an ACL blowout. He sacrificed that to do rule two, which is protect your opponent. And uh, especially when you're in there with a Rey Mysterio, <laughs> I think Logan Paul knows that that fear of, holy shit, if I fuck this up, this is Rey Mysterio, you know, like I felt it when you're in there with a legend, when Slaughter, Piper, you know, any Duggan or Tracy Smothers, you're like, the last thing I want to do is throw a shitty punch and smash one of these guys. Like they can hit me all day. Like I don't give a shit because I'm getting made right here by even working with them that that's what's going through your head as a Logan Paul or even Ben Hameen on an indie show. Like you're getting credibility with the crowd. You're getting your eight by tens and you're getting to live your wrestling, uh, you know, fantasy out a little bit. And uh, you do whatever's necessary to make sure th those guys aren't uh, putting themselves in danger to start with. You, you don't really tell a Rey Mysterio, no, I don't want you to do the moonsault fucking press on me. But just a, a foot difference doesn't seem like anything. But when gravity and timing's involved, you have to make these decisions in a split second. And sometimes when you're in the moment, you feel time almost slow down a little bit. I mean, it's not like way slow down, but six seconds can feel like 30 seconds, man. So um, he did a, he did an awesome job, uh, you know, protecting Ray. And the spot didn't look bad. It didn't look great. But at the same time, Everybody knew like, hey, this is phony bullshit. And we walked the wire in front of the live crowd. That's the agreement we make with the audience of <laughs> we're trying our best, but something could go wrong at any time. Right. And uh, he he definitely uh, saved that shit. So my hat's off to him 100 percent in that. And congratulations on taking home a, a belt. Uh, you know, that's always a cool feeling, too, man. So um we got pretty tired with some uh super stickers ben i mean for the saudi arabian championship i mean what's uh that dork doing with it i haven't seen him around uh much so uh, i'd be happy to take it off and my beard's better and uh so's my promo uh hey ben would you have logan paul shoot vignette if he's not on tv every week um maybe uh i would do a lot of like commercial stuff to get the prime stuff over make him look like uh, a true la guy a, a true hustler uh, an influencer and what that means i think the next um big thing should be him versus la night 
right? And I didn't watch uh, LA Knight versus uh, Big Dog yet, so I'm sure uh, Tribal Chief went over. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I am the head of the table, the Tribal Chief. You are my Tribal uh, Chief. I get it. Um, you know, but I think the LA thing where he can represent and then LA Knight taking it off Logan Paul with a good back and forth verbal feud of two Jack guys. And, you know, Logan Paul kind of pulling LA Knight's card about, are you really LA or what have you? I think both those guys can be super entertaining together and they, and Logan Paul can play the heel even though he's over as a baby face because LA Knight's real wrestling. Not that Logan Paul's not in there, but he's LA Knight's hundred percent wrestling, right? Logan Paul's the outsider who's doing a good job. So the story is kind of pre-built right there of pulling each other's card. And I think that would be very, very interesting. And in the end, LA Knight goes over, people are going to be pumped. He wins a belt and Logan Paul ain't going to be hurt losing to LA Knight. He'll have something else to go on to. So Pretty interesting uh, possibilities going forward. Uh, and you just need somebody that can help carry Logan Paul because even though he's doing a good job, it's because he's working with top pros who are making sure the match is easy enough. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, WWE, uh, this is from Mike Martin. Uh, big shout-out out there in the Midwest. WWE had uh, too much propaganda with Bianca Belair talking about Saudi Arabia feels like home. Yeah, and they had Saudi Arabia Airlines, and you're just like, holy shit, the balls, the, the balls on these guys, right, in this deep state to roll out any commercial butt. You know, do a resort, do a whatever, do it a hotel, but an air, airline, whew brutal bro brutal for people who are trying to swallow 20 years of ptsd and now you're here just like nope you're gonna you're gonna get pulled into this <laughs> you know in, in the internet in the chat room we were watching live is uh crazy you know it, it's just uh nuts where we are dude so uh but yeah my man uh brother jonas in the house he's a little behind restarted i was putting him over but don't tell him he said uh ground zero taping went smoothly yesterday uh, big big uh respect to all those guys out there working hard together to say hey we're the next generation but uh we got to build something together and get used to working with each other and uh and having some fun in this brotherhood of wrestling and uh and they did it man so Nice uh, big picture of the crew that they'll look back on in 10 years and go, holy fuck, remember that day? Or this person, uh, you know, will, will have gone on to WWE and we worked with them then or, you know, we're all here or who's not here, which kind of brings me, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to save this for the end um, because these things are important and they're going to happen because death is a part of life and uh, a big part of it. And it's how you approach it and, and live every day and every moment and not to get too esoteric about it. But when I see guys like that doing that and, uh, and living their, their dreams out, it doesn't matter how much money you spent or you made, you, you did something today. You, you made a moment for yourself. Uh, I'm going to come back to this cause I got to put over super stickers. Actually, I'll come back to the super stickers because that's mad cheesy, but, uh, I appreciate you guys in the chat with that. I'll, I'll give you a shout out in a minute. Um, but, um, yeah, real tough. Uh, Rob Rage, Rob Thomas, uh, Tom Thompson. Sorry, I didn't even get your name out. He's Rob Rage to me, man. Rage Cage. Um, passed away. Uh, Ontario Wrestling, uh, absolute legend. You guys would probably know him uh, best for playing Hulk Hogan on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, but uh, I've been working shows with Rage for about five, six years now, and just an absolute uh, pros pro, uh, a guy who is the body guy on the show, a, a bodybuilder and a big physique and a super heavyweight. When I talk about going and working in Canada and you work in real men like a Congo Kong or a Rob Rage, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Tyler Turva, Jack guys, big guys uh, who can fucking throw you around if they want to at any time. Um, but uh definitely uh mourning the loss of uh rob thompson uh right now man uh 
absolutely uh, an absolute legend uh, up there. And there he was, uh, I believe, right after maybe when it – come on, catch. There we go. There's my man, dude. Uh, I believe that was taken right after he beat me for the Crossfire Heavyweight title and became the first trios uh, champion up there, Triple Crown champion. And, uh, you know, wrestling belts, what have you. But you can say whatever you want about him. But I, I knew – where I was going in cannabis and my back is, was pretty screwed up then. And I was like, dude, let me just drop the belt to Rob, you know, and he was ready to do business for me. And that usually doesn't happen in wrestling where a guy who's champ, you know, unless it is an injury or something, I didn't have to do it, but I wanted to do it. And uh, that, that guy is, an absolute top pro who you'd want on your roster as a top guy of like, Oh, it's believable. He's, you can't beat him. He's fucking devastatingly huge. And, uh, he was so honored that I would do that, you know, but that's just the respect I got for all those guys on that roster. There isn't anybody I wouldn't do it for when you got a Cody Deaner there or, or anybody that that's, you know, knows is a true pro in this shit and what we're trying to do. And uh, I was happy now, you know, in retrospect that we had that moment. He was so thankful and grateful, but uh, that was devastating when he got, you got uh, like, <laughs> he cut a promo busting on my mantis and uh, that's when he got the chant going and that was devastating, still hurts my soul. And I know he's laughing about it right now <laughs> as we talk about it because he got me and it's very rare that people can get Ben Hameen in front of the live crowd, but he was a great heater, man. And even when he was the autism champion, he would go in on the crowd about autism and shit of like not being a baby face about it and telling them they were <laughs> all stupid. And like, he was a heels heel, man. And, um, and, uh, yeah, he had a match on Saturday at a cancer benefit show. And, uh, I guess after his match, in the locker room uh from what i read had a heart attack and guys were trying to do cpr on him all the way to the hospital but he passed on the way and uh you know we talked about you want to go out in the ring or flare or what's wrong with that i don't think that's a rob rage i'm happy i did you know what i mean uh those guys are holding on to something else i like rob's facebook because he didn't buy into any woke shit he was very right wing and sometimes a little extremist in it but he was the testosterone God up there, man. He was the a man's man and he wasn't going to put up with a lot of other bullshit. He wouldn't be disrespectful. I don't think, but he wasn't going to be pushed around. So you always had to respect him. And, uh, you know, it's going to be weird being back in that locker room and not having rage there on December 2nd at crossfire. It's going to be real emotional. Usually in the locker room where you guys never see, you could always just look over to your right or where I would usually sit. And, uh, there's Rob with the foam roller on the ground, rolling it out. Cause he's fucking <laughs> made of bricks pretty much. And is, you know, he's just always lifting so heavy. So, my back shot. So always using his foam roller and, and whatnot and having a couple minutes to bullshit with him is something I'm going to really, really miss, man. Um, and I know a lot of guys up there are hurting Tomer Shalom and, and Chris LaPlante and everybody, man, he's just a, a he is the regular on uh, the, the independent scene in Ontario, you know, so big, big, huge uh, respect and uh, to all family and fans and i mean the guy adopted a three-legged dog that the rottweiler that had cancer like when they say the best heels are usually the nicest guys in real life it's not just a trope you know and i think rob lived up to up to that absolutely i never seen him bitch or cry baby or anything and, and in fact early on in his career, I think, um, when we first started working, he changed it a lot because, and it, I think it was because of rip because he told me that actually. But, um, and I think he, he met rip at a Santino seminar, Santino Morella's gym in Mississauga at battle arts and rip just kind of changed his whole view. Because when you're a guy like rage and you're, you're the big guy on the show, guys, so you got to work big guy style. You can't sell this. You can't do that and you're worrying about your spot and who's trying to out muscle you. And I think he had a sit down with rip and rip just told him, you don't got to do shit, buddy. Look at you. You look fucking incredible. 
work the master lock gimmick and rage went to the rage mission which is just a full nelson he beat me with it and it's completely believable that when rage would have you in a full nelson he could break your neck anytime you want the guy can fucking you know deadlift 600 pounds he could definitely break your fucking neck so I remember that light bulb kind of going off for him and he switched his whole style instead of worrying about, I'm a big man. I got to protect myself to let's work. Let's do character. Let's work a, a full Nelson, which is one of the easiest and stories to work. But when he got it over the light bulb went off and really the last four years of his career have just been uh, not easy. None of this shit is easy as you get older, but it meant something more. I think like he really got it. And Rip would say too, boys, you work at this shit, you know, it ain't eight until eight to 10 years, you really start to get it. And then your body fucking starts <laughs> betraying you, you know? So it's the cruel joke of wrestling. Um, but uh, man, I, I, and if anybody goes, Oh, vaccinated. Oh, there's one guy I'll tell you was very open aside from myself about not being vaxxed. And that was Rob rage as well, man. So um, I, I just think you'd be laughing about a lot of that stuff because he's a worker's worker where even if he passed <laughs> and he has, he would want somebody to get jokes and, and shots in on him, man. Like, he had that dark sense of humor of the, the, Oh my God. And the groan. And, and that's what he was looking for from the audience to really feed his need of like, I got him in the palm of my hand. How can I make him hate me more? Um, yeah, dude. Uh, that was, that was Rob rage. And I, I have a huge respect for him. Love sharing a locker room with him, And uh, my heart really goes out to all of Canada who is going to miss him on shows going forward, man, because uh, that's, a, that's a guy you definitely want on your roster, uh, and now he's on somebody else's. So, Mr. Rage Cage, uh, it was a career well-lived, but 41 years young, man. Rob Rage, Rob Thompson, uh, Ontario's own. So, uh, but let's go back, you guys. We'll brighten it back up here, man, and he's not bringing us down. Rage Cage, always good, so. Um, but Frank's pickle barrel ass says Sammy was over huge in Saudi. He's booked for the next 10 years. Easy. Was he? I didn't get to see that. And my man, double a says my sister came over to let our sons watch crown jewel. She saw the second row backflip. Uh, 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 Logan Paul did and was stunned and confused as to why Ray kicked out. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched the whole match, but if your sister-in-law, who I'm not sure is a mega fan or isn't, but is pointing out flaws in psychology, you know, that's uh, that's a, uh, <laughs> something we need to work on, you know, absolutely, of making things, you know, more believable. Here's the real reality reason, though, why. It's Saudi Arabia. Everything is going to be overbooked with a dips finish. So what should be the finish they're going to go, oh, no, and then take him another one, hit one, kick out, hit one, uh, or duck one, come back, hit something else, kick out. Those are usually your two dips. And then we move on something and then go to the finish. However, we probably should have hit the finish three spots ago. But because this is a premium live event, everybody's got to pimp out their finish to do something where people are like, oh my God, they got out of it. I don't like that. You can do it maybe in one match where it means something, but they do it in almost every match where they, they run the dips and then overbook the finish. Why? Because it's Saudi and they know that overbooked finishes are usually safe for WrestleMania. So now they're doing overbooked finishes to make the Saudi shows seem like the biggest shows of the year. And that's really what's going on. So uh interesting that you that she points that out because there is a deeper reason why that the fans won't know but that that why they're booking finishes that way i'm sure my man charles and revens would agree in that as well that's pretty high level booking psychology you know what i mean uh so um yeah uh interesting interesting of like hey why are they burying this shit that should have been the finish when you can feel it you know uh for sure uh sammy over in saudi is wild that is it is wild bro because i mean 
I'm glad he's over. He seems like a good dude. Like I could see Sami Zayn. If you're talking about transitioning out, that guy's got a global view, right? Of the world. He looks like he's fucking Scottish. He's mainly Syrian. You could pass for Jewish, to be honest with you. Um, and, and he has a Syria, um, whole fun set up for charity and he's a global superstar and he's over in Saudi now. And I could see that guy, to be honest with you, transitioning into politics as an ambassador, as some kind of peacemaker who can kind of go between borders based on his wrestling celebrity in the Middle East while still looking like he's right out of Ireland or Scotland. That's an interesting, that's an interesting place to be. And if his heart and passion is in humanity and global geopolitics, what are we doing? Are we just waiting to get criticized by podcasts who are going to go, well, Hezbollah's firing missiles from Syria and you've got fucking charities there. Well, you're talking about high level deep state that fucking, across the world that's battling each other. I think his eyes are more on more on um, are more fixed on uh, the people of uh, war torn countries and air areas, not the who's right and who's wrong. You know, it's more about uh, schools and, uh, and healthcare and hospitals for people in times of crisis and, and, and relief for all those camps that are being set up now, right? With with people, re- refugees out of Gaza. I heard a million people are going to Egypt, like crazy, crazy times, man. Uh, so I think Sami Zayn with his verbal skills and his global reach um, could be uh, even just a spokesperson because I know they're talking about a ceasefire in Gaza after they fucking leveled so much, even though Gaza attacked and da, 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 you know, like the back and forth optics of whatever story they want to make are far in the rear view mirror now. Right. Like almost as back far as Maui or a fucking main shooter. Um, and uh, I think Sammy could be the guy to, if Israel's like, we're not stopping like, Hey, let's pump the brakes. And if we got to use our celebrity to, take a reprieve and, and catch our breath to see where things are going, then, then so be it. But uh, I'm glad he was over in Saudi, but is that also, <laughs> let me put it to you this way. Here's more conspiracy. And then I like, so put Sammy over y'all uh, who just got released Mansoor and Ali. Now they have no, they have no token uh, middle Easterner on their show. And Sammy's the closest one. So, is that manufactured reaction to get Sammy over. I just got to play the opposite side of that coin, right? So I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but it's interesting that you guys put it out and put it over there. But if he's the only guy that we're trying to do the American-Saudi relationship with, because now we got rid of the other two guys that we hired specifically for that purpose, it's interesting. It's interesting. Possibilities. Pasta abilities um what's being said about Liv morgan's status with wwe after suffering an injury this summer uh mike johnson via stooge paul Heyman says uh for those who asked about Liv, wwe source noted she's still dealing with a shoulder injury and recovery their belief was that she would be likely be heading back to birmingham sometime this last month the uh, latest evaluation they did not know a eventual timetable for her eventual return um but expecting a return soon. I mean, when was that last thing? Was that with damage control? Um, Ding dong. Hello? Uh, where she got kicked by uh, Dakota Kai and Ty, and she was out after that. I think that might, they both got hurt uh, in that match, and that's when we saw her last. Um, so, uh, you know, she's worked hard, and she. I know she went to, um, damn it, that's going to Fandango's Tyler Breeze's school uh, and really worked on her technical stuff. I saw some of that on Instagram and then they kind of gave her the ball to run with it. But here's the thing, man, (laughs) if you're a big giant dude with, with extra mass and muscle protecting your bones and shit, you're still getting hurt and fucked up. These little girls that weigh 115 pounds soaking wet, bro. 
with bricks in their pocket when they when their little fucking bodies get crashed in the mat i don't know i really don't know how they take it they almost have to be tougher than the dudes to be honest with you because there's nothing that's protecting them that is just straight impact and and they didn't kind of come up under playing football and in hardcore fucking smashing sports you know and it's bone rattling and bone jarring especially when you're doing all this rope work shit and you're bumping right in the corner uh it's only a matter of time before your sockets and your ligaments and everything else get worn out and you're just effed up fully and here's the thing i think she can do character plenty still she's tried to be an add-on to a couple different bits uh they just change eye makeup she's got sex appeal but how many punches are left on your bump card you know and what are you going to use them for are you just going to come back and go i'm back and now give me six matches where fucking they kill me you know what i mean every every match here comes naya here comes raquel rodriguez here comes like i wouldn't want to fit back in right now if i was her because she's just going to be bump fodder for these girls that are two, three times as Piper Niven, two, three times the size of her, you know? So maybe I'd be looking for a management position or I'd be looking to find a way to do something else as an assistant to a Nick Aldis or what have you and, and, and be that and rely on my sex appeal is like, but she's been a wrestler. She's addicted. She's got the sickness and she's going to want to get back in the ring. And it's only a matter of time before <laughs> something else gets hurt tragically, unfortunately, man, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, I don't know where she's at, uh, in her relationship either. I, I think her and, uh, um, <sighs> bray bray's brother uh what would they call uncle howdy were together uh you know uh but i don't know if they still are that's just inside the wrestling dating bubble you know so i'm sure if they are that's been a real traumatic thing this year for them all to go through together as well you know what i mean so i hope she's got her stuff together um before she goes back on the road because it just makes it that much harder um Somebody else, I just can't, uh, I can't believe that, uh, I mean, I can believe it, but uh, as Stevie said, somebody's got to protect these wrestlers from themselves, myself included. But Brian Danielson officially challenges Kazuchika Okada uh, to a rematch despite his broken orbital bone injury. Despite Brian being hurt, he's officially challenged, challenged Okada to a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom on the January 4th, 2024. So a month, a month and a half away, really. Um, Okada was blamed for Brian's injury in storyline terms. Despite Brian being hurt, he had challenged him to that rematch. A video of Brian seen wearing an eye patch uh, aired during New Japan's Power Struggle event. An eye for an eye, an arm for an arm on the mind of the American Dragon. And he challenges, dude. The guy's eye was pretty much hanging out of his skull and they had to take the go home like they had this scrap like there's a face off because people are like, no, nah, Daniel Bryan's dead down there. And that was uh, two weeks ago. So now we're going to fucking go to New Japan and do what? Stand in the pocket and throw forearms at each other's head while you got a broken orbital bone, dude. Come on, man. Come on, dude. What is going on? If there's anything, it's Daniel Bryan's time to go there, but have somebody be a hitman to get back at him. You have Okada do a match with somebody else, and Daniel Bryan comes with a heavy hitter to do his dirty work. Not challenge him to a match because I got to get my shit in or whatever, dude. Like Daniel Bryan shouldn't be in the ring anyway, dude, with all the post-concussive shit that, that has happened to him, man. I, again... This is the sick addiction of pro wrestling, of guys not being able to. And I'm guilty of it, too. My back's been fucked up for three months straight. Match on the 18th, match on the second, you know. Thankfully, you know, with Blaze, when we're in there, you don't feel nothing. And, and hopefully my orbital bone doesn't get broke. But fucking when you're fired up and the adrenaline's pumping, but the two weeks afterwards, rocked, bro. You're rocked. So... 
I don't know what it's going to take and maybe they're going to work it a certain way. And I'm just, I'm not trying to go in and be like, he's going to fight him. Uh, Brian Damson's going to fight. Brian Damson's going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately not. And I wish the wives almost would put more heat on them because they should know. And especially you got the kids at home, man. Like, what are you doing? Like take a whole year and come back and do it. Maybe, but like, a month and a half after it happens, two months. I just don't get it, bro. I just don't get it. Uh, and Okada's all fucked up too. Like, uh, I bet, you know, and I think the vets with that on there, um, the walking accident waiting to happen, dude. Uh, and that's the other one too. I'm right on, right on cue is my man, Charles Hammer. I've been starting to be like Ric Flair. Just can't, can't stop. Won't stop. And, uh, Flair, um, Rick Flair, this popped me just uh, the uh, the headline alone. But Rick Flair believes people are jealous. You're just jealous, Hammer, uh, that he's back on television with AEW. He says uh, he appeared on ESPN uh, and he said, I don't know. I mean, we've got a structured deal in place, but you know me. Have gun, will travel. If they need me, I'm available and they'll always treat me fair. We want all to be together for the show, and the guys were great. People were friendly. At my age, the world of jealousy has never been bigger. You don't think there's a lot of jealous people that I'm back on TV? You're out of your mind. You know that adage that when you want to see somebody do good but not too good. You've heard Stevie say that around here plenty, right? Like saying he'll die in the ring or wants to die in the ring and, you know, had his last match uh, that – his, his son-in-law put on and all that shit dude and walked away with like 300 grand or whatever but i'm sure that was pissed away to alimony and bar tabs you know and here we are to earn a check again and i got the itch i want to get in there with mjf daddy and just like he's not wrong like what is what was aew supposed to be you know he like they wanted it to be 2cw and pwg and then they marked out for New Japan and WCW, and now that's exactly where they are. And they're really in a TNA era now where you're bringing in legends and dinosaurs who are going to take up TV time for a nostalgia pop who really can't pay anything off for you. And you're you're only using them because they're top guys and you're not going to make them secondary uh, even when they're in their 70s. And now all the guys you paid money for aren't on your TV show. A guy that 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 should be taking the bumps or should be delivering them, that should be getting built as an ex Goldberg, like a Wardlow or or anybody that that is under thirty, <laughs> that that you should be putting, uh, you know, time into investment uh, to make them pay off. Instead, you're just paying more money for top guys who take those spots that can do no payoff. And we've seen throughout history what happened to WCW, what happened to TNA when that happened. So, I mean, we're doomed to repeat it. I just don't understand. And Flair's not wrong. There is jealousy. I, I, I don't know if it's jealousy like, man, I wish I had that spot. It's like, what the fuck are these old timers doing here taking our spots, bro? And especially when we were supposed to be the rib, like to rib them of like old timer wrestling. We're young and fresh. We're not young and fresh right now, dude. We smell like some fucking... <laughs> old fucking uh <laughs> martinis with rotten olives in them right now so i don't know dude uh i get it he needs to sell and chill but and there's value and flair but the jealousy will come in the fact that you just took spots it's not i'm jealous of that guy it's like fuck you you took my spot go die like guys will get that pissed about it um da, 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 da. let's see that pissed me off to read that one. I don't want to read that yet. I guess they're also interested in Will Ospreay for WWE. That's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, the guy's a great master technician, but I don't really like the no-sell style. But what's shocking is, not shocking, but when he cut the promo in his car last uh, beginning of summer, I guess maybe it was, saying how fucked up his body is from working the style and even buries that he was dumb for working that style his whole career, even though it made him now he's paying the price for it and his body's all fucked up and he might only have 
sounding just like me, two, three, four, five, six matches left in him. And then he works the big pay-per-view, gets the tattoo, all that rib shit. But now WWE's interested in him. He was doing the confessional saying how fucked up he is. So I would be pretty weary of like, hey, is this guy going to pay off for us? Or are we going to sign him? And he's got to go to Alabama and then be on the shelf for a year and a half to get five surgeries done. And hopefully we can get some, you know, out of them that we invested in. I don't know, man. Like that, that was interesting to me to see that headline, but working that style fucking hey, bro, you can't do that forever. And does he know how to work character or is it just go buy a $6,000 cool guy jacket and robe and come down and do some flips. Mm, that ain't working out to the best for fucking ricochet. I know people are like, I'd love to see ricochet Osprey. Sure. You would. Yeah. Fucking two phenomenal athletes. What storyline, what stakes are involved? What emotion after they do all the moves? What do you got? Nothing, you know? So y'all, uh, I see the vets in the chat. You guys want them too bad. No, uh, I just got to clock in and clock out. Cause I got to go to, uh, back to the cannabis dispensary to, uh, to get things done, uh, with my good brother today. So it's a big day here at HMG, no disrespect to the vet, but you can catch the vet tonight on the impact attack live with let's go Brandon uh, review on Hameen media group group, group. YouTube live you guys, as well as uh, I saw that he was kicking it with uh, the AEW wreckage show crew or collision crew or rampage crew. I mean, it's the vet, man. You, you got plenty of that here at channel attitude.com. No doubt about it. Um, and we, we appreciate them. So, Stop popping! Stop popping up, Deuce. Look at this thing popping up. Okay. Dana White comments on times Vince McMahon would fucking stick it to him. So hold on one second. Uh, I got a quick uh, get a drink. No bread, no water, just meat. That's all he wants. That's all he needs. I did need water that time, book. Um, but he says, uh, it's been an interesting relationship with Vince McMahon. I never saw Vince's competition, but I'm thinking Vince in his heyday, he saw everybody's competition. He was one of those guys that would fucking stick it to me just to do it. We were about to do a deal with NBC. It ends up and we get to the one yard line and Vince has the final say who can go on USA network and who can't, if you're a combat sport. Lorenzo uh, Fertitta and I flew out to Connecticut, sat down with them. We do the small talk. We're doing a deal with NBC. Vince sits back and, and says, we're about to do a deal. We're about to have fights on NBC and everything else, but we need you to sign off on it. Vince says, yeah, I'm not going to do that. We're like, why? He says, ah, I'm just not interested in it. I don't like the idea of you guys being on the USA network. The whole deal blows up. At the end of the day, it all worked out better. We ended up on Fox. <clears throat> That's just one of the 10 times where Vince did it. Now, Vince and I are in business together, and Vince couldn't be a better partner now. Now, Vince has been an incredible partner. Literally, keeps me in the loop on everything going on, making sure I'm cool with the decisions that could affect the UFC. Yeah, I saw some interesting metrics uh, that William Alessia posted about um, – how they bring in money and licensing and really TV rights and licensing uh, for WWE were over uh, what UFC was doing. Now, granted, they don't have weekly episodic TV on three different times a week, and it's usually one weekend pay-per-view. But those are interesting challenges. But really, they were kind of neck and neck, maybe like 48 52% with WWE leading just based on um, amount of income uh, of TV share. So... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting uh, that, but then I saw an, a follow up uh, in the HMG producer chat that somebody sent along that really the Vince is the one that got the UFC in Saudi deal done because there was a lot of heat there, right? You've got Ari Emanuel tied to Hollywood and a lot of powerful Zionists, I'm sure. Plus, you had the Saudis not wanting to do anything with uh, Israel at all for a while, and they were avoiding each other and they tried to buy it and Ari wouldn't sell, I guess, or didn't want to work with them. That's why they brought uh, PFL um, and we're going to have a combat sport against it. Now they'll probably just merge the two. But um, from my inside scoop of Johnny Publix, uh, I guess maybe two to three years before the Saudis buy out UFC completely. 
and UFC also, or TKO, there's been talk of them going back private already after they just did the big stock announcement, right, to have more, which means to me that they're trying to set up a private deal with uh, the Saudis to sell everything all under one. Buy WWE and get UFC all under one and then buy it all as opposed to doing two separate deals. It's interesting. And does that, it does, it does, uh, combining those together in the checkout cart, I guess, to make it that easy, offer them more savings of half a billion dollars or something along those lines instead of close both out. So, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of movement with this 2040 movement of the Saudis building this micro city, I mean, mega city that's a wall in the desert. But almost every bit of Americanization that you can imagine is going there from Kentucky Fried Chicken to fucking NBA, WWE, UFC, PGA. They'll just keep buying people out and paying them 10 times the amount that they would have made on American soil doing the same sport because they got that money to piss away. So they'll they'll bring you watch LeBron. Here's my prediction. Uh, LeBron will fucking probably get his own team in Saudi Arabia in the next 10 years based on he'll he'll hang them up and he'll be like the spokesperson or a Shaq will Shaq already has with China, right? And you're gonna you're gonna see these mega athletes become owners just based off of their celebrity status alone for rich Saudi royals to get selfies with them and for those guys to wear the garb. I'm telling you, it's going down. Um, yeah, I'm not reading an EO Sky and fucking Kyrie Sane story. Fuck that. Uh, let's see. Here's a big update. Um, I guess, uh, on CM Punk, uh, update on CM Punk leading the Survivor Series. Um, in an update, uh, leading to the, that, uh, BWE, uh, best wrestling experience, Twitter wrote uh, punk was recently scheduled for a call with a few board members backstage feeling is it's happening doesn't mean it's done i'm waiting for the follow-up on the call it should be the last step before things go down now pace yourselves those few weeks will be a ruckus lots of teases and tv and social they will milk it like crazy so enjoy it until i get a solid answer um but when a user wrote they refuse to believe the deal isn't already done bwe wrote it could be, and I could be misled to hype the story. I trust the specific source. So he's got uh, somebody in the office uh, there, if he's saying they're meeting. But then uh, a follow-up on that that was just at the top of uh, No DQ uh, on the latest rumors out of Punk's camp and what they're saying. Uh, um, Booze, I don't know why you're doing this. I just asked uh, about this from someone on CM Punk's side, and it was denied. Uh, I really hate to burst people's bubble, but I reached out to sources that would know on CM Punk's side, and they deny the situation has taken place. As of today, CM Punk returning to WWE Survivor Series specifically is not set to happen. Um, Sean Ross Sapp uh, sucked somebody off and said, I asked WWE top talent, higher ups, and creative today. None expect him back. If Punk were to return by Survivor Series, it'd be a huge surprise to all of them as of now. I think he... I think you do it, man. I think you bring him back for Survivor Series in Chicago. It's just a mega F you to AEW, who they got flair, who can't pay nothing off, you know? Like, um, you know, uh, it'll be best kept secret. And to put out disinformation like that is a smart move. Uh, and I think from both camps, they'll probably be like, deny, 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 deny. And then, you know. Like uh, Joseph Stalin uh, and Kennedy, I guess, is what it comes down to. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Britt, you got to bring them out. Like it's Chicago. If you don't, people are going to leave that show and be like, what the fuck, dude? They should have brought them. They should have brought them. And you're going to miss the opportunity to do what? Bring them out at Royal Rumble instead of doing it right there. The The real the real hurt is bringing them out in Chicago after everything that's transpired with the locker room brawls, uh, eating a Mindy's muffin. I mean, you got to, right. Uh, and then do a scrum afterwards. Um, da, 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 yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know if you could do that move. Even if you sit him in the front row as a celeb, that's that's tough. That's a pull focus mega. I mean, it's it's for one match maybe, but but uh, anything past that is is rough. But I would have him do a run in on something bloodline level and uh, or else Seth Rollins and and f him over. You know what I mean? The, that's where I'd start it right out. So. Uh, this one kind of pissed me off a little bit. I mean, these aren't two of the highest stories. We talked uh, a lot of big stuff up top, but it's a big story. I guess if you're involved with it, that's for goddamn sure. Uh, cause the things like this really piss me off. Just not just cause the guy's been cool to me, but as a alleged writer, old writer, young writer, <laughs> creative, when you hear creative has nothing for you, you're just like, what the fuck dude, then, then those guys need to be fired. But I saw this on WrestleStink and it just pissed me off. Planned carrying cross return of WWE SmackDown was reportedly nixed before filming. It appears the WWE is not ready for Killer Cross just yet. And a new report from Fightful Select was mentioned Cross was originally going to appear on November 3rd edition of SmackDown. I'm glad he didn't. That was a terrible recap taped version. But the segment was scrapped altogether. This past Friday's episode is filmed on October 27th. Uh, and there was supposed to be a backstage segments on the run sheets as a 7 p.m., but it was scrapped because sources in WWE told Feifel that it wouldn't have made sense for virtually anyone involved. The segment in question was to have uh, Cross, uh, Scarlett, and Shotzi. Cross's second run in WWE isn't looking too good as there are reportedly no updates on upcoming creative forum. While on the other hand, Scarlett and Shotzi have gotten praise from WWE. The company was said to be delighted with their web show, Chamber of Horrors, as well as their hosting skills for both nights of the NXT special on Halloween Havoc. Uh, last televised match Cross had was August 11th on SmackDown. Um, yeah, it goes on and on. Uh, fire everybody on the creative team. <laughs> if you uh, cannot sit around for two hours with other creatives and come up with three major Jerry Bruckheimer level storylines for Killer Cross, you do not deserve to be in this business. You are a fucking moron. This guy is possibly the best actor you have on your roster. And it looks like he's right out of an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, dude. If you can't get him over, what are you doing in this business? And then it makes me go right to the paranoia wrestling side that somebody's got it out for them and they'll put your wife on in a different spot and split you up and they, and the girls are going to do as good a job as they can. And I'm glad they're getting praise. Maybe they did do a good job. Maybe the praise is just to separate and segregate you and, and drive a wedge between Oh Well, he's not getting over, but she is and da 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 because somebody's got eyes maybe for your lady who knows it could be any of those petty wrestling things or it could be as simple as there were two witchy women who did a good job however we've got two witches that we've been trying to re-debut and we didn't do shit with them um maybe they'll work those girls maybe that'll be the program and i'm fine with that but when it comes to killer cross bro <laughs> the guy it, let him direct his own shit he is on a bray wyatt level of understanding how to get character how to do incorporate oppenheimer how to incorporate clockwork orange how to incorporate uh, illuminati level shit doomsday level nuclear war like all that is in his wheelhouse and i don't think there's anybody that they got on staff over there right now that can write up to his level of where things need to be, bro. Is there time to improve in the ring? Sure, but we can figure out ways to protect him to have the psychology of our match mean something to have him just be a straight killer, killer cross, but instead we couldn't even use killer cross. We had to use carrying cross. Th that, that shit infuriates me, like, to be honest with you, as a creative, when I see that. But then I, it's not just the fact that they don't have anything. There could be 15 political reasons why a statement like that comes out and again, that, that's third hand through this person, this person, this person. But they probably did tape something that made no sense. And they at least scrapped it instead of sending them down a, a shitty road that wasn't going to lead any place, man. Things like that make me do want to reach out to and be like, brother, let's just fucking spend an hour and something, come up with something, consult to to get you on track. And here's the next year's business in, in two or three different ways, you know? So. 
bookers and writers that I know would, would dream to have a, a guy like that to make your top guy. You know what I mean? At an OVW or, or any place to have a, a top dude like that is fucking you're very lucky. <laughs> like even in the indies up here, like a guy like a Bill Collier is very similar to that, where it's super believable. He'll beat anybody in New York on any given Sunday, you know? Um, and, and to not use them at that level is ridiculous. You'll be like, yeah, we don't got nothing for you when you should be in the, the intercontinental U S title picture, at least it's crazy, man. And, and like I said, let him direct his own thing. Maybe even that's what he becomes as a director because his vision is much like Bray's. All you have to do is go watch all the shit that he produced himself for the five years, six years before he got to WWE when he was making his name and really hmm, probably making no money, applying his art and loving it. And now you're up there going, how can these guys knock it over? Just watch my old shit and fucking use it, you know? A lot of it would be production-wise, which is what got him over in his entrance with his wife as well, which made him different. And forget about the fact that he fucking looks like a Hollywood star and that he can actually deliver lines, not like amateur hour at middle school, like 95% of your NXT roster does. You're just like, how is that even possible if they got nothing for you? That, that's such bullshit, bro. If you came to me and if I was in a meeting and I was top fucking dog and you said, what do we got for killer cross? Ah, eh, we just really don't have nothing for him. You know what? I don't got nothing for you either. You have a good day. <laughs> have a good fucking day. You're out of here, pal. Uh, that that's insane. So it's gotta be something political that way. Cause if I'm a creative and I've got that, uh, brush to paint with in a killer cross universe on my palette, of paint dude forget about it it's a no-brainer um final one a goo a goof story here i guess to lighten it but eric bischoff recalls billionaire ted's reaction to uh the parody skits uh on strictly strictly business uh bischoff said that uh, billionaire wasn't upset about being dissed by any means Ted Turner got a kick out of him. He says, when they first broke Bill Shaw, I think Bill was still my boss at the time, but it might have been Harvey Shill. I don't remember. Uh, whoever it was, I wasn't in the room, but I think it was Bill Shaw. He says, man, we better show those to Ted before he finds out on his own. They went up and showed him a couple of things. What I was told, he just busted out laughing. He thought they were funny as hell. He says, Bischoff wasn't upset by the skits either. He previously revealed that once he called Vince McMahon after seeing them, noted that he wanted to tell them to keep the skits going. Uh, what's more, WCW didn't react to the skits on TV and the powers that B didn't want to come across as phased, though Bischoff has admitted that he and WCW loved getting inside McMahon's head. I agree with that. I think that's awesome, and I think that's exactly what the Young Bucks need to be doing right now to Vince McMahon. Uh, or Khan can hire me, and this gimmick will go, and I'll put the stand-back powder blue jacket on, pal, and it's time to rib. The mustache, the cane, you got to hit Vince where it, it hurts him most. The integrity of getting old and not being able to beat God or Father Time, you know what I mean? And start doing those same parodies, what's good for the goose, good for the gander, and fucking and the Bucks do all that same shit. They should be clapping right back at it. However, you can't go, oh, Vince McMahon's old and out of touch. Now, here's Ric Flair. <laughs> so you kind of got to rib Ric Flair, Stinger, or whoever else, and throw McMahon under the bus. But I think that's what the Bucks need to do because the Bucks really haven't gotten their true value yet, which was ribbing the business. And once they became EVPs, a lot of that went out the window. That's the controversy that will create cash. That's what has them run tell that. That's what has the Stooges going oh, fuck, could you believe that the Young Bucks made fun of McMahon and da-da-da-da-da-da? Yeah, that, that's what's going to rock the boat a little bit more. We need to get back to that controversial satire, making fun of people shit. I mean, if you can get DX to dress up in blackface, <laughs> you know, I think we can do a Vince McMahon parody, you know, like uh, all that type of shit. Or even when uh, Outsiders did, uh, when NWO did Four Horsemen. Same type of stuff. There's like, you keep that going. And now it's the Bucks' turn to return that favor, man, uh, and, and go advance. And then you'll see some fires get lit. You know what I mean? And I, I think 
if I was to do it, I, I mean, I mean, I do it every week on Master Shoot Theater, but I'd have Maddie play Vince and I would have Nick put on, I mean, they don't really need it. Here's a shot fired, uh, a balding skull cap and be Dana and, and be both of them. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and get a CM Punk shot in there too, because they're going to come at you. And Punk was just on some, uh, you know, indie level, uh, I mean, they had good production. I won't say they're indie, but like, you know, a fight TV level um, MMA thing doing commentary and they're, somebody should give him his own show. That's a novel idea. They're taking shots. He's taking shots at AEW. It's time to click bang, bang and go back at him, bro. It absolutely is. So, um, yeah, if you got the bang, bang gang, it's time to fucking unleash that young, cool guy. We don't give a fuck attitude. But when you got dinosaurs getting signed to the fucking roster, that's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough to have both. We're on the cutting edge, but we're also the retirement home. Hmm. Interesting premise to sit with. But, uh, yeah, we sat with it today, you guys. I hope uh, Art of the Beat of the V is uh, feeling a little bit better. And uh, hope you guys have a good week ahead as we're 42 strong to close out the show, man. Great numbers this morning live here on Ben Hameen YouTube channel, but always exclusively at channelattitude.com. Only five bucks a month, you guys. Tomorrow we start with the Raw and SmackDown review combination, although this week's SmackDown was all recap and bullshit, so it won't be too gripping, I guess. Uh, and and Master Shoot Theater as well tomorrow with uh, Stevie and uh, Vince. So be a good day uh, to do some more creative work here, man. But uh, y'all, uh, I'm about to wrap things up and head down the road. Infidels, hopefully you have a good week getting everything you got to get done. Uh, here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group. Y'all, uh, if you're not Caucasian, uh, then get back.